I'm a real supersonic, pass the ball like magic. Sean Kim or Larry Bird, the old school Mavericks. I got basketball cards, gonna sing a little more. I got basketball cards, now enjoy the show. Hey y'all, before you listen to the main part of this episode, know this, I got so caught up in talking about Larry Johnson's rookie season that I didn't talk about the card. The card that we pulled for this episode is a card from the wild card series. And it was like a rare series that was out in the early 90s where they would just like feature college basketball stars that were about to be drafted. And those were like their rookie cards. And Actually, the crazy thing is like Scottie Pippen even had a wild card card in like 1991 and he wasn't a rookie at the time. So that was kind of strange. But other than that, you had just young players um, who were stars in college. And so this is one of Larry Johnson's first cards. And we were confused. Like we thought like these cards were going to be worth a lot of money. And (laughs) whenever I see wild card cards around, they're pretty affordable to uh, get, I got this card probably at a card show years ago, back in 1991, or maybe in a, yeah, I think, I think I did get it at a card show. Um, but yeah, so enjoy the episode, but I forgot to talk about the actual card because most of these episodes are about the players, not so much about the cards, but we do enjoy collecting. And so we will do our best to let you guys know a little more about the cards in future episodes as well. Thank you for tuning in and keep listening as we talk about Larry Johnson. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Godfather Nate Milton. And right now, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, show me your basketball cards. In the spirit of the great names of the past, like Dikembe Mutombo, and not Michael Jordan, but baby Jordan, Harold Minor. Drazen, Arvidas, J.R. Ryder bringing that East Bay funk. I bring to you the man who met World Be Free and Danny Ferry, your host and my brother, Zaire, also known as Bandana Z. Welcome, everybody, to Season 7 of My Basketball Cards. I'm your host, Zaire. Before we start, like always, big shout-out to Paris Alexa for the theme song, to the show and brother Nate Milton for the intro of me, aka Bandana Z. What's going on? Um, but we're gonna do this season. We're gonna do like we did last season as far as keeping the episode short, sweet, to the point. Um, and so uh this season we're gonna talk about special players, rookie seasons, and these special players were players that were very important to either like the late 80s, early 90s maybe stretch it to like the early 2000s as well. Um, but these players were like, if you think about them now, you might think about them in a different context. But if you think about them during their time period, they were stars. Uh, they were the future of the league. And maybe their careers didn't turn into Hall of Fame careers. In some cases, they did. But in some cases, they didn't. But during their time, they were stars, they were holding it down, and this player definitely fits that description. During his time period in the NBA, he was one of the biggest stars for the beginning of his career. Later in his career, he became more of a role player, but he still had some big moments. 
So, this player that we're talking about for season seven, episode one, Larry Grandmama Johnson. Larry Johnson was the first pick of the 1991 draft, and uh, it was a cool episode of Knuckleheads, the podcast that Darius Miles and Jason, or not, was it J- Quentin Richardson? Yeah, sorry, different Richardson. <laughs> Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson uh, both host the Knuckleheads podcast, and they just interviewed Larry Johnson on a recent episode. Um, very good interview. Larry Johnson was a cultural phenomenon when he was at University of uh, Nevada, Las Vegas, UNLV. He led them to a national title and also to another Final Four his senior year. And he was the number one pick. Um, just a super powerful, compact, six foot six, two hundred fifty pound athletic marvel <laughs> and just stronger than everybody faster than everybody uh, and an amazing talent and his rookie season he was the nba rookie of the year just um tore the league up and made the charlotte hornets very very relevant to the minds of the casual nba fan the charlotte hornets were a young franchise their first season in 1989, I believe. Yeah, the 1988-89 season was the first year of the Charlotte Hornets. Larry Johnson's first season was 91-92, so the franchise was very young and hadn't had a superstar yet. And along comes Larry Johnson. Rookie season, uh, like I said, NBA Rookie of the Year, averages 19.2 points per game, um, 11 rebounds per game. So he came into the league averaging a double-double which is, you know, at that time, rookies weren't really doing that unless they were very special. And Larry Johnson was that. His debut game was November 1st, 1991 against the Boston Celtics, where they lost by three. He had 14 points in his debut game. He started his first game as well in the NBA. This was Larry Bird's last season. In that game, he put up 23 points. Didn't shoot too well, though. And also in that game was the late Reggie Lewis, who had 18 points. Robert Parrish as well. Kevin McHale, they were all there. But Parrish, McHale, Bird, they were like towards the end of their careers. No longer really in their prime, but still uh, respected. Uh, Larry Johnson's first double-double came in his second game. He had 16 points, 18 rebounds um, against the New Jersey Nets. Another loss. He didn't get his first win until his third game, but he only scored two points that game, and that was against the Atlanta Hawks. His first really, really, really big game offensively. Not even I'm not even going to say his first big game offensively, uh, but his biggest games offensively his rookie season uh, was February 19th. He scored 34 points against the Denver Nuggets, and that was a win. Uh, 34 points against Philadelphia. This is March 19th, 1992. And uh, he's going up against Charles Barkley, people. And to me, Charles Barkley, Larry Johnson, very comparable as far as um, shorter power forwards, very strong, very athletic, uh, deceptive. When you look at them, you think maybe they're not going to be as fast as they are, but they were. Um, And so that game, Larry Burke, not Larry Burke, Charles Barkley had 25 points, 13 rebounds. And Larry Johnson had 34 points and 14 rebounds. Um, And the Hornets won 123 to 116. 
Both teams were struggling that year. Charlotte was 26 and 38 at the time. Philadelphia 30 and 37. Uh, so both teams weren't doing too hot, but just I'm sure it was just an exciting game to see a young Larry Johnson against a Charles Barkley, who was pretty much in his athletic prime uh, during that time period. Um, looking at some more uh, strong performances from Larry Johnson's rookie year with the Charlotte Hornets. Um, there was a game where he had 31 points against the Chicago Bulls. That was a three-point loss. This is January 22nd, 1992. Uh, Michael Jordan put up 23, and he shot seven of 18. The Bulls at the time were 35 and five, and they only beat the Hornets by three points. The Hornets were 11 and 30. So that night, the Charlotte Hornets did a great job of competing with the Bulls, but they just got kind of... Um, outplayed in the fourth quarter of that game. Uh, the Bulls outscored the Hornets by eight points. And once again, you had Michael Jordan going seven for 18, shooting 38%, scored 23 points. Scottie Pippen actually had 22. He also had a, a near triple double with eight assists and nine rebounds. Veteran center Bill Cartwright, 14 points, 10 rebounds. But Larry Johnson, just leading the way, shot 58% from the field, had eight rebounds, seven assists, 31 points. Um, and the second leading scorer for Charlotte was Johnny Newman, another capable scorer, 22 points that game. But the Young Hornets uh, did not win that contest. But just a, a nice sign of life for, you know, Larry Johnson to – outplay Michael Jordan in his rookie season in one game. And he talked about on the Knuckleheads podcast, the first time he played the Bulls, he said he think he struggled because Michael Jordan came up to him and asked him how his mother was. Now, sometimes the players might remember things in like the wrong order or something, you know, because they play so many games, but the first game he ever played against the Bulls, he actually had 14 points, but he did not play that well. So maybe it was that game. That was November 13th, um, 1991, and the, the Hornets lost by 22, and Larry Johnson shot 5 of 13, scoring 14 points. He did get 15 rebounds that game, but he said the fact that Michael Jordan came up to him and said, how's Doris? And Doris was his mother's first name. And he's like, how do you know my mom's first name? And, and how are you going to come to me and ask me how Doris is? And he said that Michael Jordan did that to kind of get in his head and it worked. Um, so in those uh, games against the Bulls, while we're talking about the Bulls, that 31 point performance was his best. That was January 22nd. His worst came the last time they played the Bulls. So Right after the 31-point the performance, they played the Bulls one more time um, in April of 1992. They lose by six, and Larry Johnson only has four points. goes two for 14. He did have 10 rebounds. So he had some up-and-down games against the, the Bulls that season. And once again, he's a rookie. Um, to be able to average nearly 20 points per game, you know, sometimes you go have those nights <clears throat> when the ball doesn't go in the basket. And he had four games with less than 10 points out of 82 games. That's excellent for a rookie, period. So, um, so yeah, three games that season with over 30 points. He also had uh, 46 double-doubles his rookie season. 
the Hornets uh, 31 and 51 his rookie season, and, and he played with the Hornets for five seasons. And that final season was 95 96. And in those years with the Hornets, 19.6 points per game, 9.2 rebounds per game. Um, still one of the best players in franchise history. As a Hornet, he was a two-time All-Star. Um, he's still the fourth leading scorer in franchise history with 7,405 points as a Hornet. Uh, the all-time leading scorer is Kemba Walker, who scored 12,009 points as a Hornet. And ahead of Larry Johnson is Dale Curry, who's in second place. Y'all know him as Steph Curry's father. And Gerald Wallace, a uh, long-time NBA vet, uh, also third in Hornets history. Larry Johnson is second in Hornets, Hornets history with five triple-doubles. He's also in the tops in rebounds. He's second all-time in the franchise with 3,479 rebounds. And um, I'm trying to see, it was another uh, sixth all-time in assists with 1,553 assists uh, as a Charlotte Hornet. So, you know, while we remember him during his time with the New York Knicks, uh, making big plays, helping the Knicks get to the finals, Larry Johnson definitely is still one of the greatest Charlotte Hornets players to ever put on a uniform. And when you think about, like, the stars that ever competed for that franchise, they've never had a star with the charisma and personality as big as Larry Johnson was, you know, especially when you talk about those first three years of his career. Um, he was a personality. He was in movies. Um, he was on TV shows. He was on an episode of Family Matters. He had big time commercials with Converse. Um, even though like Alonzo Mourning, some people may consider him a better player. He did not have the star power. When Larry Johnson was at his peak, he was not as big of a star as Larry Johnson as far as just being visible. And I don't think that was as important to Alonzo Mourning. But some people like and Alonzo Mourning is a great player, but he, did, he didn't have Larry Johnson's charisma. And Larry Johnson's charisma is something that the league really drew upon. Um, and he was a big time player. He uh, connected with with a younger generation. When you talk about his time in Louisville, not Louisville, with UNLV. Um, and you know, one in the league, it, the league was changing. It was more of a hip hop world and the UNLV teams that he led were the precursor to the fab five. You know, if you talk to any of the fab five members, they will tell you that UNLV influenced them and, um, were just a big, um, example of what they could be. And, and they bought into that. So if it wasn't for Larry Johnson and his teammates at UNLV and what he did, you may not have a Fab Five, or it may be a little more difficult to have a Fab Five. So all that being said, that's Larry Johnson's first season. Um, you know, once again, first year 31 and 51. By the second year, they had gotten Alonzo Mourning, and they were off to the playoffs, and they made it to the second round. So two strong picks in the first um First round from 91 and 92 with Larry Johnson, Alonzo Mourning. They also had Kendall Gill, Muggsy Bogues along for the ride, um, Del Curry. Really just a nice young nucleus, and they messed around and got to the second round of the playoffs in the second season they were all together. That was about as good as it got because that team didn't stay together. Uh, it got broken up. 
But that's another story for another day. Um, thank you for tuning into my basketball cards. Check us out on Twitter at Rebel Life Media. And just stay tuned. We got way more. We got 20 players that we're going to talk about, once again, that were important to the league, big-time talents who you may remember or may not remember as being as important as they were, but they were during their time. Thank you for tuning in.